right now outside of Queen's Park, there is about 100 folks who are calling for the end of the lockdown. What message do you have to people who are not taking this seriously? What you got? From the Queen's Park, from the Queen's Park. What you got? From the Queen's Park, from the Queen's Park. Welcome back to Let's Talk About Today with Arvin. Man, it has been way too long, my friends. I am glad to have you guys back. Hope you're doing well and safe at home. Hope you're socially distancing. I hope you guys like the funny introduction. That is Ontario Premier Doug Ford singing a bunch of yahoos in front of Queen's Park. It's a fantastic new song that uh, someone remixed on YouTube. Uh, but we got a great episode for you today. I'm uh, joined here by social media commentator and recently graduated nursing student, Tyler Watt, my friend. Tyler, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great, Arvin. Thank you for having me back. I think last time we spoke was like near the beginning of this pandemic. So yeah, so oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glad to have you back, man. And of course, we have our favorite real estate agent, the king of Niagara, Anthony Fior. How's it going? Doing pretty good. You staying healthy? Uh, always healthy. So that's good. I mean, and we are social distancing right now. We're like a triangle in Ontario. One of us is out in the east. One of us in central and. The other one in the south. So true social distancing, not two meters apart. We are doing cities apart. That's the proper way to do it. But yeah, so it's been a crazy, uh, you know, past two months. It's been something unprecedented, not only in Canadian history, but in international, like world history. You know, the government is, I think, has done a great job, both federally and provincially, uh, to, to you know keep everyone at home. But I gotta ask. Uh, I'll start with Tyler first. Tyler, how has your uh, experience been in the past two months with, uh, you know, the whole pandemic? Uh, Well, it was a difficult start to it because I was still finishing my nursing consolidation. I was actually working in a long-term care facility in rural Ontario. Um, But my clinical was suspended on March 16th, which was at the, um, you know, near the beginning of the pandemic. And uh, it was a difficult month um, to, you know, have to complete my nursing degree online, essentially, when I really just wanted to be out in the front lines. Um, So anyways, now that that's all all said and done, I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to finally getting out there. And uh, I think that's going to be happening really soon. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Anthony, how about you? How's how's things down in Niagara been going with the social distancing? Social distancing has been good. There has been a positive response from the community. Um, Like a lot of other communities, we've had um, the long-term care home outbreak uh, with uh, the elderly, which which was quite a shock. 15 minutes from my front door, somebody tested positive at a grocery store. you know, oh, yeah. there's 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 lots coming out of the woodwork. There's a beer store clerk that tested positive for COVID and well. Yeah, oh my god! Yeah, there's been a bunch of that stuff all over. Like, and I can't even imagine how bad it is. Like, truly in the GTA, where like there, it's the most like highly pot like dense populated place in all of Canada. And you know, at first people weren't taking it serious, right? Like at first people were. You know, they're like, oh, whatever. There's no one's forcing us to do this. And then once the government said, no, you have to stay home. Um, and not only that, but you know, if you, if you're caught outside, like if you're having like a party, uh, you can have the police sent over to your house and they will fine you. Right. So, okay. So next question we got here, what, what would you rate the federal government's response out of 10? Uh, 
that's difficult. I honestly don't think I can I can give a number. Um, in all fairness, just because you know they're they're doing what I want them to do, which is listen to experts, uh, listen to current uh, evidence based information, and um, and just keep everyone's uh, like health and safety their main priority. I think. What my problem is when it comes to um, criticism towards any level of government is that people like expect perfection, but this is a really difficult time and like things are changing on a weekly and daily basis. We as like a, you know, the experts and scientists are still learning every other every day about, you know, the true nature and um, science behind this virus. Mm -hmm. So I think that the that the federal government, provincial government, they're doing a good job with uh, with what they had. Um, certainly no government was prepared to deal with this. And I hope mm -hmm. that that will change in the future. Yeah, well said, because you have 100 percent like it's it's something that we've never really experienced before so you can't really put it on a scale with a number right because it's something new uh and i think the fact that we've sort of hit the peak here in canada and it's here in ontario as well uh which you know one of the most it's the most highly populated province in canada uh, I think the fact that we were able to hit the peak and things are sort of a little bit smoothing out a bit more. So I think that's good. Uh, Anthony, I know you're really excited to talk about pandemic Doug Ford. Uh, I mean, he's a totally new character, honestly, putting on his jacket and his fight COVID-19 shirts and calling the protesters at Queens Park a bunch of yahoos. Uh, what are your thoughts on pandemic Doug? Uh, pa pandemic Doug is is two years too late for me to officially endorse the man as a, as a leader. <laughs> However, um, part of being successful in this business means you give credit where it's done. I think his response rate was, was as best as we could have asked for. He didn't do everything that I thought he was going to do. I thought he was going to blame previous governments. I thought he was going to throw tantrums. He stepped up. He put a, he pulled his pants up. He worked with the federal government. He has basically, not taken any advice from the federal cousins. He's let them run their own, and pardon me if there's young children, he's let them run their own shit show at the federal level oh, because it is a shit you. show. Okay. It is a shit show. Um, and anybody who thinks that pandemic Doug has been the same Doug for two years, in my opinion, is borderline delusional. So what, what I think we could have asked for from any government leader is to take – the advice from the chief medical officers, the top experts, the ministers of health, the prime minister, because they're running the country. Um, but I do think what he has done with the provincial jurisdiction is he hasn't gone buck wow with it. He has he's used it to his advantage where he's yes, he knows he has the final say, but he's taken into account all of the um, advice from the chief medical officer, the prime minister, the mm -hmm. health experts. And I mean, really? Partisan politics aside, as a citizen, what more could you ask for from a leader at this time? Here, here, yeah, hundred percent. Like honestly, yeah, it's it's good because uh, what was it? It was Christian Freeland, I think. It was in a, I forget which newspaper it was, but there was an article talking about how Christian Freeland said that Doug Ford is sort of like my therapist. I give him a call and we chat things over, and like 
I wouldn't say I teared up, but it was like sort of like, oh, like Christian Doug sitting around chatting over the fire, like hot cup of cocoa, like Doug, it's, I'm going crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a pretty picturesque uh, bipartisan thing I've ever seen, I've ever heard in my life. Well, hey, it yeah, was a I detailed I article. Hit, I practically hit the roof to quote Doug Ford when I saw that. Yeah. Uh. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I mean, you know, kudos to Doug Ford, uh, Kudos to the opposition parties, uh, but I really have to hand it to the federal side, honestly. Like, the way they've handled it, um, when it came to emergency legislation, when it came to keeping Canadians in the loop, like, I personally, and talking to all the people that I know, I don't think anyone felt out of the loop or sort of uninformed in this moment because every single day the prime minister has been giving updates every single day we have our top senior cabinet ministers uh you know bill blair christian freeland our deputy prime minister um you know a bunch of people and dr Teresa tam of course dr Teresa tam she's only been getting four hours of sleep ever since this whole thing started so honestly great job to her round of applause uh and, and of course Great job. And I'm just thanking people now. Great job to all of our healthcare workers as well. They've been all the frontline workers too. They, they're fantastic. But the federal government, great job. Uh, and there's some criticism from a conservative MP, Derek Sloan. And, and it's it's gone like viral, this guy. He put out a video and he was like equating Dr. Teresa Tam to being like a communist China sympathizer or, or an uh, ally. Some crazy accusation. Uh, just in general, uh, I'm going to start with Anthony. Anthony, what are your thoughts on general on the work that Dr. Teresa Tam's been doing and the criticism coming from the conservative side, not only from Derek Sloan, but just in general from the opposition and the conservatives? Mm, let's talk about Sloan because I think that he's a pig. Um, and I'll say that on your the words, not mine. So, you no, know, they are. You can quote me. Um, he's a pig. His comments were uh, extremely racially fueled because, you know, not once did he question her loyalty um, sorry, not loyalty. He never once questioned her credentials. He never asked about what her medical background was. He never asked about where she went to school, which I, which is the first thing that I would question somebody on is, uh, is, is where their credentials are. He literally questioned her loyalty to the country. And if, if, if you really look into, you know, his, his background on tolerance with, with minorities and other communities in the country, it's not something I'd write home to my mother about. It's something I'd be really embarrassed about. Yeah. Um, so, so for me, Sloan himself should be embarrassed and he questioned her, he questioned her loyalty to the Canadian people, uh, not so much as being a sympathizer with communism, but, but as to, is she working for a foreign power? And those are very serious accusations. I mean, essentially uh, he's accusing her of treason, which is like, that's, it's a disgusting accusation to just throw around, especially in such a sensitive moment, uh, you know we're all going through tough times and she's really been working so hard and honestly you can see it everything all the decisions that the government is making the federal government is making i mean i just just so i just just to add to that point so what what he did was he questioned her loyalty to our country he's, he's basically running on that those fine lines of treasonous and whether or not she's protecting the world health organization look hindsight's going to be 2020 with covid it's definitely going to be 2020 everyone's going to look back in four months and say we should have done this we should have done this we should have done this yeah i i should have been six feet it's not going to happen you 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 can't make these you can't make these judgments uh after the fact and what she's doing is is i think she's acting on the best of of the research that's been given to us and the best of her knowledge as somebody with a medical degree and i i'm going to give her a round of applause i think after we should be scrutinizing but right now it's what needs to be done in the country well said yeah uh tyler what are your thoughts in general on 
whether it's federal or the provincial government's uh, work, either with cooperating with uh, you know health officials and also the work that the opposition parties uh, have been doing. Because actually, last night you did a a live sort of interview on uh, Twitter and was it on Facebook as well? Mm-hmm. So Twitter, Facebook, you did a live <laughs> interview with uh, Ontario Liberal Party leader Stephen Del Duca. So chat about what what are your thoughts? Okay, well, in terms of, okay, I have a lot of thoughts, so... <laughs> Be my guest. I, I, I agree with Anthony on his take on Derek Sloan. I thought that it was truly disgraceful, disgusting, and really beneath anyone in this country to um, attack Dr. Tam the way that he did. Um, I was so appalled by it that um, I actually asked Twitter to get the hashtag thank you Dr. Tam uh, trending in Canada. Yes, great um, to, job. To, to, to thank you to combat the like just vile rhetoric that was coming out of the right. And um, you know, like Anthony said, hindsight is twenty twenty, and like we certainly are going to learn a lot from this. Um, so that's the time when we can like really, um, scrutinize of, you know, our effectiveness of the response that we had. Um, now in terms of the opposition response to the governments in power, I think what's most important right now is that we support them, but we can still provide constructive criticism. However, in the case of Derek Sloan, like there is a clear difference between constructive criticism and just like being a hateful bigot and Mm -hmm. what he was doing was just inciting fear and hate in his base it was not providing any kind of um, constructive criticism and you know i'm a big critic of jug ford i've made no secret of that i'm not a fan of his government um but i've been trying my best to support um him and his leadership throughout this pandemic i think that's the most important thing, but I haven't stayed away from not criticizing what I think certain things need to be done, particularly with, you know, the lack of PPE, perhaps the, um, you know, lagging behind on some, on some timely decisions I thought needed to be made, such as, you know, shutting down long-term care facilities to visitors and things like that. Um, but that's not me just criticizing him. It's me bringing my nursing lens and trying to voice my opinion about what, what I perceive is the best solution there. So I think that when you're acting in any form of opposition, particularly when it comes to dealing with COVID-19, I want to see that the, any kind of opposition be um, useful. And I think that Stephen Del Duca and the Ontario Liberals have done a really good job with that. Um, I don't see any any kind of really partisanship on that end and i think that um that's a really good thing however Stephen is also not um, afraid to speak up when he thinks that something needs to be done um you know calling for um you know healthcare frontline workers to be uh given a pandemic pay um and and things like that so i think that steven's done a really good job i think the liberals are doing a really good job um, in terms of the opposition federally, I think the Conservative Party is a disgrace. Um, it's truly disgusting, but n- not surprising that they are still acting like it is just everyday politics with them. The constant lies, the fear mongering, um, 
just the the rhetoric that's coming out from mm-hmm. Andrew Shearer and that side, it's truly appalling. And like you'd think that of of any time for them to put down their hyperpartisan uh, be nonsense that it would be during a pandemic. But yeah. seeing Andrew Shearer tweeting out things like, "Well, Justin Trudeau's lack of leadership is literally killing Canadians," I'm like, well, "Like, how is this helpful?" Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> it's it's the wrong time for what they're doing. And you know what? It, it, what goes around comes around. What they're doing is essentially going to bite them in the butt later on because people are going to come back to this moment and be like, "Well, when the world was shut down and we were trying to cope with uh, this unprecedented." Uh, you know, problem that we we faced. You guys were playing the partisan games. We don't want we don't want a bunch of people who want to play politics uh, running our country. So that's that's gonna there, there's gonna be repercussions. You know, when it comes to that, people are not blind when it comes to the not taking such significant uh, you know challenges to the country serious and and just playing around games and th- throwing around accusations. What is next is. The opening up of the businesses and opening up everything, which honestly, to be honest, I don't think there's going to be much opening of anything significant here in Ontario for sure. Because we it's we did hit the peak. Um, I think the peak was like 600 and something cases per day. That was like the peak of uh, COVID-19 cases. And then today, I think we're at like 460 something. So it's like going up and down. Um, but... There is some good news today. We heard that finally uh, a campaign promise from the federal liberals. Justin Trudeau announced that uh, military assault style uh, firearms will be banned in Canada starting today. Um, So the government will be buying back those weapons and there will no longer be these type of, uh, you know, rifles and weapons on the streets. What are your guys' thoughts on this, Tyler? Is is there a quick reaction of yours when it comes to the federal government's uh, action? And of course, we we have to acknowledge the the tragic, the most tragic uh, shooting and act of violence in Canadian history that uh, happened in Nova Scotia a week and a half ago. It was absolutely devastating, um, very heartbreaking. Hearing some of the stories coming out from Nova Scotia. So, in my opinion, great response from the, from the federal government. This should never happen again. But Tyler, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, in my opinion, no one needs an assault rifle, so this is long overdue. It was it was in the Liberals' 2019 election platform, so no one should be surprised that this is something that they are um, putting forward. Next, I am sick and tired of conservatives and Republicans and people from the right being like, how dare you use this tragedy to politicize guns? And it's like, that is that is so insane to me because when we have a tragedy like the Nova Scotia shooting or the, you know, weekly school shootings in the States, that is the time to get political about it and do something about it because the people in power, the people who are our politicians have the capacity and power to do something about it. So in my opinion, when conservatives are like, Oh, how dare you politicize this? It's like, well, actually you guys are the ones politicizing this right now. You know, it's not the time for thoughts and prayers and then move on. It is the time for action. And I'm thankful that we live in a country where we actually have a government that's going to do something about it. Um, The conservatives are losing their minds over this decision today. And it's like pretty clear to me that if Andrew Scheer were in power, nothing would have been done. Um, You know, I do understand, you know, some people are saying, well, 
the shooter in Nova Scotia obtained it illegally and blah, blah, blah. Okay, yes. So that's another aspect of, of gun violence that we need to address. But that doesn't diminish the fact that this is going to play a impact um, on on gun violence. For so sure. I, I'm all here for it. I'm uh, it, Like I said, it was long overdue and props to the government for for getting this done. 100%. And it, when when these horrible incidents happen either in the U.S. or in Canada, it's exactly as you said. People say, oh, uh, people on the right say, it, it, why are you playing the politics game? It's like, no, we're not playing a politics game. It's a wake-up call. Tyler mentioned he doesn't understand why people need to own military assault weapons. I agree with him because I, I personally believe that gun ownership, if you're following the rules and you're abiding by the laws, yes, You've done your due diligence. Do I think that Canadian people need to own a military-grade assault weapon? Absolutely not, and you'll never change my mind. But for me, it's always been the reasoning behind owning a, a gun. So if it's if it's for sports, you like to shoot animals, you like to hunt, okay, I get it. So we've been doing that for 300 years. If it's for home defense, that's where I start to get a little worried because that's where I think a lot of this paranoia comes from for wanting to own a pistol is, oh, there's somebody out to get me or somebody's going to break into the house or we have to overturn tyrannical government. I'm not interested in those theories and I'm going to tell you why. Because I think that that in on itself is something that needs to be investigated in a way because I think that that's coming. Deep paranoia and stuff like that, I always say, comes from the deepest parts of the psyche. So that to me might be going on to the the level of like mental health awareness. Like if you're constantly paranoid that the government's going to go tyrannical and break into your house and steal your stuff, I think that that person may or may not need somebody to talk to because we, our liberal government, okay, couldn't even get sweeping legislation passed to get them their majority government back. You think these people are going to take over the country? They couldn't even get that passed. I don't think that, (laughs) like, are you kidding me? It's and, and, and I said this on the phone to my friend and, he, and, and who is a gun owner, and he kind of like said to me, that actually makes sense. We literally had unanimous support for the majority powers, and we still took it to the House of Commons to get a vote on it. So they didn't they, they couldn't have even gotten that sort of um, majority sweeping powers passed if they tried to. You think that the Trudeau government is capable of taking away all of your civil, civil liberties? I think not. Uh, let's let's end on a positive note, Tyler. What is something that you're looking forward to in the next couple of months, next couple of weeks? That something and try to keep it positive and on a high note. Well, I'm really looking forward to being back in the hospital working with patients. Um, I haven't been nursing uh, since uh, mid March, and to be honest with you, I really miss it. Uh, this is kind of the longest I've gone without doing it. Um, so I, I can't wait to get back there and um, and be a nurse again. Awesome! Yeah, and that should be happening soon. So mm-hmm. yeah, wonderful! Yes, awesome. And, uh, and yeah, and and I'll be paid. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> even better! Yeah, that's a good incentive for sure. For sure, awesome. Well, fantastic, gentlemen. I hope you guys stay safe. Thank you once again for coming on the podcast and chatting about regarding. Uh, the affairs of our country and province. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. My, uh, my, my pleasure, buddy. Anytime you want an opinion, I have a whole bag full of them. Oh boy, <laughs> Keep... I have a whole bag full of opinions. That's good. That's good. That's good. Keep them in a bag. You don't want to throw them around everywhere. Awesome. No. 
Yeah. <laughs> and if <laughs> all right, and to the listeners, if you like this, if you like the show, hit the subscribe button. Put a five star rating if you can. Really appreciate. It. You can follow Tyler. Tyler, what's your Twitter handle? Tyler what sixteen T Y L E R W H A T sixteen. Anthony, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's uh, Anthony Niagara Center. So Anthony, my first name, and then N capital N, and then Center. You put Anthony and Niagara. There's only one thing that pops up. I, I guarantee you on Twitter for sure. <laughs> and my Twitter handle Arvin's Ark A R V I N S A R C. Make sure to check out our social medias. I mean, Tyler's probably the coolest of all. News, comedy, media, everything. You got it all there. So once again, thanks for coming on. Stay safe, social distance, and uh, hope to see you guys soon. Bye, Arvin. Bye, buddy. Bye, bye, bye. See you later, guys. These are the things, the things we know to prevent you from speaking moistly. Speaking moistly. Speaking moistly, speaking moistly, keep two meters apart, speaking moistly.